0: Dudes With Some Balls Nation, we here on another Friday, hoping you're kicking off your weekend the right way, listening to Dudes With Some Balls. Insert some glow music, insert some fun vibes. Hope you guys are about to have a great weekend. We're going to get it kicked off with a podcast that Jordan and I today, no booth, he's out doing booth things, are really excited for. We've been anticipating this one. In terms of what I want to call Villain Friday. You know what, Villain Friday is. You know, go to the gym, you get that massive arm pump, you're out there, you're gonna have a good night. You might find a new girl that you might love. You just wanna be on some menace activity. We're about to do a villain draft pick, kind of the villains of sports. And Jordan and I are gonna go shot for shot, round for round, and figure out who are the biggest menaces in the sports world. So without further ado, Jordan, how are we doing today? And I'm doing, great, doing great, man. Doing great,
1: Nick. I'm, uh, I've been looking forward to this one the last few days, so it was a great idea. I like this route, like, because not all villains do you hate. Like, some villains, like, you, you kind of like that individual, even though they're a villain. And I like, uh, there's just so many directions this pod could go that I'm excited to see what you jotted down. Because unlike our last pod, where we kind of did the draft beforehand, Nick and I have no idea who each other took. So we were like, let's do this. do this one blind. And I think it'll create some some decent reactions. So I'm yeah. looking forward to
0: it. It's a surprise game. I like what we did. You make a great, great point before we get into it. Some, some high-key notable villains you got that people love. You got Thanos. You got Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, uh, the Joker. Come on. So there are some villains you really just appreciate. And with the villain draft, let's get it rolling right here, right now, on a new episode of Dudes With Some Balls. Jordan? Take the show.
1: Do you insert like NFL <laughs> draft music with the first pick of the villain draft. Gosh, there's so many directions to go. I'm gonna take him. Meta World Peace, Ron Artest. Oh. <laughs>
0: I didn't even have him in my list. Go ahead. Give me a I I mean, you got
1: bit. to. I mean, the dude got suspended for like 70 games for the Malice of the Palace. He is... He is a villain that I think some people actually ended up like really liking. And honestly, I liked him late in his career too, just because he had so much like mannerisms and the, his style of play. He always had issues with different teammates. Um, obviously, he wasn't afraid to walk into the stands and throw haymakers against fans that tossed beer on him and started an absolute riot, uh, in Detroit that, that evening back in what, like 2004, there's a, there's not a good, like one of one. Um, but when I think villains in sports, like he, he's close to the top of the list.
0: I think if you can have a documentary based on the actions that you did, you, you probably, you probably deserve to be on this list. So that's, that's a really good pick with my first pick. I'm going to stay in the NBA as well. See, I feel like a lot of these can fall in the NBA. The NBA is known yeah. to kind of have more of those divas. Uh, I'm going with Draymond Green. Uh, I went relevancy here. The thing I, I that makes Draymond a villain is he's just complete gutter in your ear trash talk. And nobody in the league is like, oh man, I'm so excited to line up against Draymond Green. And, and most players are going to bash on him, say his game's weak. If it wasn't for the trash talk, he's still in the league. For whatever reason, he's still in the league because of it, but People hate on the man, but he's got four all-star game appearances and he'll make you go four for four for 20 from the field because he's just wrecking you. Uh, Most notably recently with Sabonis with the step on, that wasn't a step on. We all remember the the infamous sack tap of LeBron in the 2016 finals. Draymond's the man in terms of villain activity.
1: Yeah, and with Draymond, the other thing you got to worry about is if you say the wrong thing to him, he might. He's one of those dumb guys that starts a podcast and like has people listen to him. He might go. <laughs> that's, that's
0: what I love I about that Draymond though. just
1: because like a little bit of a joke is because we're podcasting right now.
0: But, yeah. Great. Yeah. Great inside joke. <laughs> what makes Draymond so cool though? Honestly, like i not a big fan of Draymond basketball wise. He annoys me to watch him, but I do respect him and it's like players respect him too. Everybody beefs with him on the, off the court. Him and LeBron will go head for head at each other and act like they hate each other. And then it's like, after the game, they're gonna dap each other up because they're they're both bought into the Lobo stiquilo that they're they're both owners <laughs> in. They're gonna go talk on their podcast.
1: I think I heard at one point this year uh Draymond asked Steve Kerr if he could miss like the Warriors practice or game so he could go watch LeBron break the all-time points record, which to me is just like astonishing. Like if, if you it's you only watch like, your co-worker. That's like, hey, I'm gonna go uh, I'm going to check out of this game that I'm supposed to be broadcasting just because I want a a bird's-eye view of the booth of the Oakland A's or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: exactly it. Pick number two for you, my man.
1: Second round pick, I got another guy who is not a current athlete. And goodness, there's so many. There will be some other athletes that can get brought up, and I can go on forever. But I'm going to go with Brian Bosworth, former Hawk himself. Yeah. Uh, former Oklahoma Sooner, which I'm not a big fan of. But if you remember when he was in college and he got suspended and was standing on the sidelines, wearing a, uh, a white shirt lettered NCAA national communists against athletes. That's like peak villainhood. That's like, that's like the Joker the first time he painted his face. Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the origin story of him. And obviously you talk about the trash talk, the mullet, all the whole nine. Uh, he deserves to be on this list.
0: He would have sparked so much NIL if he could have, if he was in this era of college football. That's a, that's a great pick right there. I'm going to go with a former athlete myself, and I'm going to go with Terrell Owens. Oh, so Terrell Owens as peak menace activity. I mean, playing against the Cowboys, dancing on the star, uh, his touchdown celebrations, complete arrogance, he also, at one point, and of course, disclaimer, nothing wrong. This is the side you choose on. When he was in San Francisco, part of the reason he wanted out is because he made it seem to believe that he thought Jeff Garcia was gay. And like he openly stated it to the public. So like, even if it was a private matter, like he took it into his hands to put it on somebody else. Him and McNabb didn't get along. Anywhere he went, he just caused mayhem. And it, for the most part, it was against his own team, which creates even more of a greater villain story. It's almost like in the uh, dark night when the Joker gets all his little masked warriors to rob the bank. And then he murders each and every one of them, turn it against your own side, complete villain madness.
1: I like the pick. I think we could probably do a full villain podcast on just NFL receivers. If we really wanted to, but uh, <laughs> he, he's one of two that I could probably think of that could make the all time list. Um, well, you might hear it coming up later, but uh, okay, now, okay. Are you, we're not snaking this, I guess. We're we're not, well, I don't think going.
0: we are. I, I like the uh, trade for trade in this one just because it keeps it keeps it easy. Perfect.
1: Well, then my third pick, I'm going to go to a different sport altogether. Let's go to the octagon.
0: Oh. Uh, the I one, I was... the
1: only. The notorious. I mean, you hear is those bagpipes start going. You get send chills down your spine as he's about to go walk into the octagon. I think you could make the case that you could do a lot of different UFC fighters for villains because they all kind of take on like a villain persona. Uh, most people either love him or hate him. You could do the Diaz brothers. You could do Colby Covington, who's currently a fighter in the UFC. Um, a lot of them kind of have to strip down and start like I don't know, trying to get under the other guy's skin. And if they're if you're a fan of the other guy, uh, you really, you don't you don't like the fighter that they're going up against. So I think Conor McGregor is one of the all time villains and the double champ. And he's uh, he made the UFC. He's helped make the UFC what the UFC is today.
0: You you make a good point about how all UFC or fighters, MMA boxing in general, probably have to be villains. I've never seen anybody go into a fight bubbly and happy. Like so I yeah, I would imagine they would have to kind of put on this dark persona. Uh, yeah. There's no way you go into a fight like, oh, I love this guy. He's such a good you know. You might yeah. say he's a good competitor after the fight, but yeah. Um uh, that's that's fantastic. For for me, I'm I'm going to a sport we haven't touched as well here. Uh I'm gonna go with a Vander Kane in the NHL. Pretty much he's been booted out of all of the teams he's played for. The fans of those teams hate him for his actions. He's been suspended multiple times. He's abused officials. He's gotten suspended multiple times on that occasion. He kind of is, and the NHL is not known as a like a diva, prestigious kind of preppy athlete sport. This guy's considered the diva of the NHL, which you've never Really, hear anybody else get associated like that? If you compare some of those tough guys on the NHL, like the notable names like Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin, you think a gritty and and aggressive, and you look at Evander Kane, and they're like, this dude's just a princess. So (laughs) he's a villain for me in the NHL.
1: The villain of the show, I like it. But the fourth pick, I had to go baseball, and I had a bunch of different guys I could have gone through. I'm going to take Alex Rodriguez. He's caused too much havoc throughout his career. He's still, to this day, I think people don't like him, even just listening to his voice and commentary, which I actually don't think he's terrible at it. I actually like listening to him on the broadcast. But if you look at, Mariners fans had to throw Monopoly money at him when he went to Texas. Then the Rangers fans hated him after he left Texas to go to New York and collect all that money. Gets popper steroids, was involved in multiple of the, some of the bigger brawls, like historic brawls between the Red Sox and Yankees that like solidify when I think of like baseball rivalry and that rivalry in particular, um, I can't get like the image of him just getting wearing one in the, just above the hip, uh just below the, <laughs> the elbow guard. Yeah. And uh, going right up right out to the mound. So Alex Rodriguez deserves to make this list. Not saying I don't like him. I liked him as a player, but uh he's definitely a villain in the world of baseball.
0: Oh yeah, completely. And to this day still, because you're right, people do see him as a villain for his broadcasting. Always remember that picture of him and Jason Veritek about to square off against each other at home plate. That's a great photo. I, you, you took my pick there. I was actually thinking I was going to go a in the fourth round. Thought I could steal him that late, but n- nice pick on your behalf. I'm going to swing it back to the NFL here. I'm going to shout out a hometown favorite in Richard Sherman. I think Richard Sherman is the most classic 2010s era NFL villain. You know, you don't, you know, from you don't try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree to getting punched in the face by Trent Williams after a wild card game. Richard Sherman was all talking for a large part of his career. He backed it up as one of the most respected corners in that, in that prime Seahawks era. But no opposing fan liked Richard Sherman too much.
1: I love that pick. And the reason I love that pick is my next guy that I'm going with is also a defensive back, former defensive back in the NFL. And, I think you could make a case that this guy was like – he was definitely a dirty player. Um, Richard Sherman was kind of like the new age, like, hey, we're actually going to put microphones in front of these cornerbacks and safeties and let them talk trash. This guy was just talking trash and getting in fights with people before that was a thing. Now you have other cornerbacks in the NFL that want to follow Richard Sherman's footsteps, have that mic in their hands, Jalen Ramsey's, the sauce gardeners that are coming into the league now. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with Cortland Finnegan and this is a complete bias pick, but this dude had so many dirty fouls when he was in the NFL yeah.
0: and, uh,
1: I'll never forget the fight between him and Andre Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Andre <laughs> Johnson was just like a gentle giant and just, they threw each other's helmets off complete brawl fist fight, which you just don't see that in the NFL minus maybe like the Mason Rudolph and, uh, miles Garrett fight of a couple years ago, but even that. It's probably the only other instance I can think of off the top of my head that comes to mind of just an actual brawl on the football field. Corlin Finnegan, huge villain in the NFL.
0: Huge villain. And if you were a casual NFL fan when that happened, you're like, who is this guy? Meanwhile, <laughs> right. if you just go back and look at it, the dude was just talking chopped the whole game in and, and everyone's ears, no matter the opponent. That fight was crazy. So that that's a beautiful pick. I am going to go in my fifth round. You're going to love this one, Jordan Ross. I'm going swinging it to the MLB and I'm going Jose Altuve. And it's not even necessarily that he's a villain for himself. Cause if you hear him in any interview, like he's a really nice guy, honestly, he is a pretty nice guy. He's a ball player, but the whole, you know, don't take off my Jersey. I just got a new tattoo. And during the cheating scandal and really why he makes this list for me, isn't really anything he continues to do. He's owned up for his actions. It's the fact that we're, what are we now? going on your f- four or five years removed since that World Series, and he's still taking boos. Like, they're not stopping. And it's almost uncool now to boo him in a stadium, but I don't know if he'll ever escape it. So for that, he might be the biggest villain in the MLB.
1: He might be. He's probably top – 100% top five, like, most hated players in the MLB. I actually had – this is, like, one of those cases where you love the villains. I actually had just the 2017 <laughs> Houston <laughs> team on my on my list, but – I'll let you take Altuve, even though I don't think he was the one that kind of utilized the scandal as much as some other of the other players at that time. But he is the one that definitely takes the most blame.
0: He took the biggest blow for sure from it.
1: 100%. And I'm going to go with my next pick. I'm going to go to another sport altogether. I'm going to go with Patrick Reed of the PGA Tour. Wow. You know <laughs> anything about golf, this guy has been accused of having stolen, like, Stuff from his like roommates when he was playing golf at Georgia. Um, I think he still denied it to this day, even though he was caught doing it. His <laughs> wife had a burner account, so anytime anybody said something bad online about him, his wife was attacking people that were saying anything negative about him. Um, more recently, he was at the range throwing tees at Rory because Rory wouldn't really <laughs> acknowledging <him.
0: laughs> it. Saw that so, clip.
1: So he's just like the villain that I guess no one in the golf world really cares for or likes. But uh, I mean, he's a, he's got a green jacket. and He's made a hell of a living playing golf, and I can't think of a better sport to be a pro at than
0: being on the PGA. So, honestly, can't think of a better sport to be a villain at. That's establishing <laughs> a whole new groundwork. <laughs> so.
1: I know. I was, the entire time I was like, "There's got to be like a villain in golf." Like, who's? I guess you could make the case for like Phil. Now that he left for Live Tour, yeah. you could definitely make the case for Bryson. But I feel like that's kind of just overkill because everyone always wants to hate on Bryson.
0: If you want to uh, dig deep, you can say Tiger Woods but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a villain.
1: He's definitely a villain to the courses that he's playing on. (laughs) He's a
0: villain to familyhood too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think this is where I'm going to do. I think we're in the sixth round and this is probably going to be my last significant pick. And then if you want to throw out, some maybe some honorable mentions, just entertain the ears of the crowd where they go into their own villain Friday for my, uh, my last pick, I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. I think it's nice that you put in burner account and your last one, we're just matching so well tonight. Uh, KD. Obviously, leaving Oklahoma City in 2016 was a villain move in its own to go form the greatest super team in modern era basketball. And then he just continues to really just troll everybody. He yells at fans in the stands during live games. He made the comment after he got traded to Phoenix where he literally said, I think I could uh, spend the rest of my career here. But then again, I also said that in Brooklyn. He just is a media (laughs) troll and I love him I love KD he's my favorite basketball player he's a villain you just love easy money sniper for sure
1: I love him too that Texas boy the Texas blood runs thick here so I mean he's definitely a villain and he credited us with one of the greatest memes of all time and anytime anyone wins they you have that meme of Kevin Durant announcing his next chapter and it's like some <laughs> logo like the freaking globo gym purple cobras like on this <laughs> it's like one of the all-time sports memes but uh it's a good picnic yeah, I don't. I guess we'll end it there. But I'll go ahead and give my list of honorable mentions just because I had quite a few. Yeah, if we wanted to stick in the fighting world, I would have said Floyd Mayweather, definitely a villain. Team the money team made more money than anyone knows knows what to do with. I wanted to say Barry Bonds. That was a tough one between A Rod and Bonds. But most of the reason people hate A Rod was the steroids. I think now, I think Barry Bonds might be one of those players that. Is probably more appreciated now than when he was actually like just finished his career. Cause I think people right. have kind of set back and have been like, oh, eh, maybe the steroids like did impact it, but he was also just an absolutely phenomenal baseball player. Marcelo Zuna, <laughs> he was, I, like, sticking to the baseball. Topics.
0: That's what, that's what sparked this whole topic. I told you him and Will Smith the other night in Atlanta, the backswing, yeah, I mean, which by the way, really quick side note on that, if you're still listening, the Braves announcers were so stupid on this talk. They said, they were just defending Ozuna in it, which, like, makes sense. It's your player. But they were like, Ozuna said, well, he knows I have a long backswing, and it wasn't intentional, so, like, he should know that. And they're like, but Will Smith could also, he should know that, and he should adjust to it. Like, a catcher has to set up in the best spot possible to make sure. If he backs up because Ozuna has a has a long backswing, like the low changeup or low fastball, that's the bottom of the zone strike where he normally sets up. If he backs up two feet to not get hit by one Marcel Ozuna, it's not a strike anymore. So I hated that commentary.
1: Well, you can hate that comment, but that'd be like Azuna saying, well, the police officer should know not to pull me over after 2 a.m. when I'm going <laughs> 100. Freeway and had drinks in me. I mean, come on. My girlfriend should know that I got a nasty right hook and she should probably turn her cheek a little quicker, you know, but those are just a couple other reasons he would be a villain. I honestly think he's more like <laughs> off the field as much as he
0: is on the field. <laughs> I, was, I was looking purely baseball you were looking at uh, as a life life matter that's uh yeah, yeah. all right that's a i good mean
1: one. He, i mean he's criminally bankrupt a ton of people like organizations like the marlins the cardinals and uh now the braves but uh yeah he's he's up there for sure last few ones i got for you joe kelly Pouty face don't like him uh antonio brown just i don't really even know like you, you guys all know why he'd be a villain and even to this day, what's the root cause of that? You made a case for Le'Beon Bell. I had a few others. Fontez, perfect, former Cincinnati Bengal.
0: Dude, you went uh, in on this list.
1: Yeah. I did. Aaron Rodgers, ayahuasca boy himself. And then I also had the Packers' front office. They're kind of a villain for never drafting a receiver or a tight end. <laughs> I think
0: stuff. they just hate their fans, is what it is. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that is a villain. Some some notables, I guess, that I had because you're just uh, listening off. I didn't have as many as you are, but. Two that I put in there was Bryce Harper could definitely be posed yep. as a villain in baseball. Also, Dennis Eckersley, uh, one of the oh, yeah. pitchers who had 100 win- or hundred complete games and 100 saves, but his little swing of the fist made people pretty mad, sparked some fights in the MLB in the 80s and 90s. And then you mentioned him a little bit earlier, but I think this guy is the, the villain to watch out for, villain in the making, little baby villain, was Sauce Gardner. Uh, oh, yeah. Even just one year in the NFL, he's starting to kind of rub the general public the wrong way. And surprisingly, a lot of people in Seattle—not to pull out the bias—but there, there's some Seahawks Jets beef about uh, Sauce Gardner and Woolen out there. So definitely one to watch for over the next coming years.
1: Dude, another good one that I just thought of after you said Eckersley is Jonathan Papelbon. That dude was a oh. huge villain when he was closing for the Sox and the. Yeah, we went to the Sox and then the Phillies, right?
0: Yeah, the dude, was, what a, what a like name! He
1: was, yeah, he was a big villain. I also had Pete Rose on this list just because I guess the MLB decided to make him the villain of the MLB and never let him into the hall of fame because he was gambling on his own team to win. But uh, that's probably not a good villain origin story.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe not the best. I mean, if you want to go really dive deep. I know we're just throwing out names. You could make a strong case for Trevor Bauer versus the MLB.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: And huge. Even Manfred as a whole, really any commissioner of Goodell, there. considered. Yeah. Yeah. I think this might be warrant of a This might be a warrant of a part two at some point. Especially yeah. when we get Booth on the podcast, but really, let us I know. Mention
1: one more. I yeah, yeah. yeah. More. Oh, go you, ahead. You had TO. You got to have Chad Ochocinco on that list if you're having TO because yeah. Chad Ochocinco was the same style of menace, maybe just probably a few years younger than than Terrell yeah. Owens.
0: Well, we all know the famous quote: "How do you stop a man running on three legs?" <laughs> <laughs> He's a legend. I love this draft. This one was fun. This one was this one was a good time. So I
1: know. I wish Booth would have been here to have some insight. But
0: Booth would have been Booth would have been phenomenal in this. Who's Overall. gonna have to
1: give us three best his three best villains on the next pod just so that
0: we can kind of recap for the fans? Thanks. I think if you want to go even crazier, you can go with uh, and yeah. <laughs> the A's broadcaster, the Cincinnati Reds broadcaster. Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah, you could make a case for Castellanos being a villain too because every time <laughs> he gets the something bad happens.
0: <laughs> yep, he goes yard every time. Well, guys, get after it this weekend. Have a good one. Do something villain-esque in your own way while not breaking the law. We don't promote anything too out of portion here at Dudes with Some Balls, although we are out of pocket in our own way. Other than that, thank you for listening to our Villain Draft Era. Go out there and be a villain yourself today. Have a good one. Take care, guys.